What's up? A talk with Sam S. Burn. I'm here with Petsy Bum. Yes, sir. So we getting tattooed. We talking. That's pretty much it. First thing first. I heard you tattooed. Is that right? That's crazy. Let's say we take you back to your childhood. Around like... <laughs> nah, we starting this shit straight. We take you back to your fucking childhood. When is like... Before even tattooing. When is like the part where you know you want to like... Be an artist. And yeah, just make whatever off art. I think I always like knew that type of thing. But it was like... Mo- like, should I start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So main thing would be that I didn't know... By the way, the machine's going to make some sounds. Shit, that's what... Closer to him? I bet, bet. But yeah, you're going to hear the sound. That's what happens when tattoos happen. So yeah, yeah. Keep going. So, yeah. Um, I always knew about that. Like, that I wanted to be, like, a, an artist. Thing is, uh, where I grew up and shit, there was just, like... Not a lot of, uh, I don't know, inspiration for me to have. Um, there's, like, one memory that I, I had, like, kind of recently. Um, about, like, when I was, I don't know, about, like, six, seven years old, I guess. Um, I would take, like, stick makeup, and I did, like, um, forms on my arms with, like, shapes and forms on my arms with, like, the How black marker. You? How old were you? I don't know, probably, like, six, okay, five, okay, six, so seven years old, like, thing. really, really early days. And, yeah, it was, like, just, like, filling the shit with, like, color and stuff. And I, I guess, like, that's, like, my first form of, like, tattooing that I did. You'll have to up it up a bit because it's not against me. But, yeah. No, I think I always knew it was just, like, a matter of how to get there. That was harder t- for me to, like, figure out younger. Uh, but, yeah, my mom's an artist, too. So it was always, like, easy for me to, like, understand that s- it was doable. You know, I was seeing my mom do it, like, every day and stuff. And she always, like, supported me into, like, doing it, you know. And She was a tattoo, or- tattoo artist? No, not at all. She was a, she's a painter. Painter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, since she's a painter, you think that not even about genetic genetics, like watching her do her paintings, all that. You think that inspired you into just doing what you do, or oh, it was just natural? Yeah, one hundred percent. I was doing it with her a lot of times too. I think that's where I lot like I got a lot of like my motivation at first to like see someone else do it, you know, and understand what I could do with what I wanted to do, basically. No, for sure, for sure. So then you go from drawing on your hands. Now we go a couple years forward. When's the first time you actually... Because at some point, I'm pretty sure, unless you really just started raw, just drawing on people. (laughs) But at some point, I'm pretty sure you were practicing. When's the... Around when and how was it when the first times you started tattooing for real? Um, I first got, like, my first professionally done tattoo when I was 17. Or six, no, 16 even, like right before I turned 17. Um, my sister got like her first at 16, and I don't know, I, at some point in my teenage years, I just had this idea of like, when I'm gonna be 16, I'm gonna ask my mom, tell her, now it's my turn, you know? So I did that, went with like 
the biggest thing I could imagine that would still like fall into what my mom would allow me to do at that age type of thing. Um, like what? Oh, it was just like, it's basically like a tower card I have on my leg and it's just like full size of my thigh. Uh, what age again? I was 16. Okay, okay. Yeah, right before turning like 17. Um, but then um, right after that, me and some friends like started really getting into like hand poke tattoos and stick and pokes just because it was getting popular. Yeah. It was still like pretty low-key at that age uh, and in the tattoo game in general. Uh but main thing was that we didn't necessarily have like the funds to get like tattooed that often, yeah, especially yeah. at that age. Um, so yeah, we started tattooing each other with like the not recommended ways to tattoo yeah, at home. Yeah, uh, yeah, so a lot of people get those experience, not recommended at home, as I said, but um, it's all you learn and still like it brought me here. So you learn with time. No, for sure. You're talking about stick and poke. Yeah. A lot of your first tattoos were with stick and pokes? Yeah, my first tattoos were mainly stick and pokes. But then when I actually started uh, tattooing myself, I was still doing stick and poke because that was the way I was been learning and that's the way we've been practicing, me and my friends. And it stayed like that for, for a couple of years. I've been doing machine for a year now, but mm -hmm. the rest of my career, if I could say, was hand poke only. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I've heard, and that was pretty surprising, because after seeing the tattoos, the fact that it was stick and poke, yeah. if it is, uh, apparently all of Mike Shab's tats that you did were stick and pokes? Um, not all of them. Okay. Not all of them. Bokleen, Bokleen was hand poked. But the whole Bokleen was fucking hand poked? Yeah, and like... Take out the breaks and stuff. I think we took like two hours and a half, three hours. Yeah, okay, okay. For yeah, for stick and pokes, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, and it was like around. I wouldn't say the first time, but like it'd been a long time since I had done like a home session professionally, if I could say. Uh, so I went to this place. We decided to start the tattoo outside in his backyard, and then at one point I was like, "It's getting windy. We'll just like finish it inside." But yeah, it was like. Super relaxed, but it went super fast too. But yeah, that was hand poke. Yeah. And uh, at what point or what made you just want to be like, okay, um, I'm done with just stick and poke. I want to use the machine. Like, um, I think it was like a matter of comfort and style. Feel like for a long time I wasn't like I was satisfied. I like what I was doing, but I I had the need to like keep evolving and see what I wanted to do, what I like to do. Yeah. Um. And at one point, like last summer, actually, I've done like, I was like really, really booked for the whole summer. And it helped me really push my style and get comfortable with a lot of techniques I've been practicing. Um, but at the end of summer, uh, I got the opportunity to try machine and have it like for my own and just like have it regularly for me to practice with it. Um, but yeah, I just like when I started, it was like, it was like, Starting new with the same base I had, so it was refreshing and comfortable at the same time. So I just went with it, and now it's been just a year that I've been doing machine like full time, and it totally changed like the way I do things and how I explore with my stuff. Just uh, by the way, make sure the mic still runs. Like I don't know if there's no, no. stuff. Okay, okay. Cause um, I've had a couple homies I hang with that started tattooing, and most of them at some point had like a tutor, or, like. A mentor like have you ever had like somebody you were looking up to that's like was close to you not necessarily just off internet or whatever 
like with you like to teach you or you just made that shit on your own not officially um i was uh, lucky enough to like that was kind of my motivation at that time too i was around people that were in the tattoo scene and stuff so that pushed me to just like go ahead and start um I wouldn't say there's anyone officially that was like a mentor to me. I've definitely had some people that were like that for me uh, at a certain point, but I've always had the attitude of just like wanting to do it myself too. And uh, I don't know, that's that's how it's been working for me my whole life, just to like do stuff, learn on my own, fail, go again, go again, and go again. And I don't know, I feel like it's the easiest way for me to like learn about new stuff and evolve. Not for sure. And we you talking about evolve? Yeah. Right now you're doing tattoo, but you, you do you're an artist at fucking Alabaz. Yeah. Just in general, is there any like not goal, but like thing you'd like to do once past tattooing, just as an art in general? Uh yeah, a lot actually. Um, I feel like from tattooing, it got me like enough confidence to understand that I wouldn't necessarily be doing that all my life that like it brought me like a certain point of success where I was like I don't know kind of like realizing stuff that like I could get myself to a certain point and like do certain stuff on my own um and yeah basically like from getting a couple years in tattooing like I realized that um I would not be tattooing you know like I would be doing something else like in a short future because I love tattooing. I want to keep tattooing all my life. But at the same time, it's like, um, I feel like since I'm a kid, there's just like so much I've been wanting to explore. And like tattooing is just like an entrance for me to go to these things, exactly, you know, for exactly. me to like keep learning about like design, art in general. And just like, you know, you meet people along the way, you never know where you're going to end up. So it's like, um, I don't know, I'm just, I think I'm patient with that kind of stuff, and I just want to, like, see where it goes, you know? Like, just, just like the 100%. switch from hand poke to machine, you know? Like, yeah, I took my yeah, time yeah. for it to happen. Not it happened, like, I couldn't be happier, you know? 100%. And you're talking about other stuff than artists. Yeah. Recently, you just launched your own clothing brand. Yep. And um, how long before starting it was that, like, a plan? Uh, Why don't we talk, talk more about it, like, promotion baby all right yeah of course of course we're here for that um i would say like the the project vampirich was not something i've been or considering in that matter at all i think uh basically i've always been into clothing and think i have like really early childhood memories of like me just telling my mom like no no no, no. like let me take care of this shit i'm I'm dripping myself down. You're not choosing my pants today, mom. hundred percent since birth. It's my duty. You, yo, you, you, you know? gotta gotta make sure you know what you're wearing. So yeah, uh, but then um, right before like turning 18 and stuff, I really got into like actual fashion and um, high fashion, if I could say. Um, and. Yeah, I, I started, like, drawing stuff on my own and started, like, getting in contact with, like, some people. Um, tried a little bit of photography around, like, fashion and stuff. But, I don't know, it wasn't going the way I was, like, planning on it. I had no real plan, I guess, and was just trying to, like, figure out what I was doing. Because I've always been in between, like, mediums and, like, exploring different mediums at the same time. Uh, 
So as much as I was really into fashion, I was also doing music and that was taking a lot of my time. So I like kind of stopped wanting to be in fashion um, until a bit later after I finished high school when um, I did a year in visual arts in college. Then I quit, did like a year off to do shenanigans of many types. And uh, then after that, I moved in Montreal, went to fashion school, and I had like this idea that I was just like gonna go to school, start my brand, and make shit happen. And then same thing happened where I like regained like some links with people that were actually in the fashion game, and I saw how it was going in Montreal. And at one point, it was just like, fuck, like this might not be for me right now, you know? Like I want to be able to like make shit happen now. And I don't want to be waiting for to finish school. Then after that to like do, you know, an apprenticeship or like a mentoring with like this person or this company. I just wanted to get things done, you know. And when you go to school, it's great because like you learn a lot of skills. But sometimes I feel like it's not, um, it's not like precise enough for some students. Where but exactly like is that their goal is not necessarily almost, well, it's just not to be it's, precise. It's, Because you have to deal with a whole f lot of fucking kids. Yeah. You have to all teach them the same way, a, a way that's not too personalized, but could be generali no, exactly. generalized enough. So if you really just not like that, you ain't going to learn like that. So you got to be on your own. 100%. And I feel like everybody has a different pace, especially like at that age for creatives. It's like, you I feel like there's other ways of guidance that could be done in that matter where it's like, what do you want to do? You know, like yeah, it's yeah. not like, What can we show you at this age? It's like, what do you want to do? And even if it's confusing, like the answers, I feel like they're very easy and precise most of the time where it's like, I've had other like students where, which I was student, um, studying with that were telling me, oh, like I came here to be a stylist and I'm not learning how to be a stylist. I'm learning how to sue. I'm learning this, this and that, but it's not what I'm going for. And I have exactly. to go through 100%. all of this to do this very specific thing, you know? So... Um, that's where, like, I don't know, was, like, reconsidering it because I saw, not necessarily how hard it was, but just saw the actual reality of it and, like, got a little down from, like, my high hopes of, like, going to, like, high fashion and stuff like that and have a house, like, LVMH and stuff like that because when you actually learn about it, it's way more complicated than it seems just to have those kind of dreams towards fashion. No, 100%. Ideas in your head can be pretty idealistic and then you get to the point where damn it's way harder than i thought yeah. then again it's how bad you want to waste it's not even sometimes it ain't even about hard work it's the time you want to put in this because the yeah. time you put into something is the time you're not putting into something else so at this all right well cut it and start again but yeah, yeah. now 100 like uh me personal experience i got in um cjep wanting to go in um business management Because fucking my own goal, my real goal, even though I didn't know what I wanted to do, I didn't want to fucking live my life working for somebody else, right? Yeah. But the thing is that you're getting taught, you're getting taught how to run a business by people who never run a business in their life. Right. So that's the thing when you're talking about, like, they're not teaching me how to be a stylist. Because you're not a stylist, you're a teacher. And I can understand that you got the knowledge, but you have the experience with it. Oh, well, it depends. No, no, 100%. 100%. I have teachers who actually own a business. Yeah. I'm talking in general, but... And uh, another thing I was curious, you're talking about, like, some kids need a special guidance. What would have been for you, like, a special guidance? Like, 
Uh, Maybe a fucked up question, but think about it. Uh, I don't know. Just like, I don't know. I just feel like it should be more personal, you know, where just like, see, it's big classes, it's big school and stuff. And like, not to name the school, but, um, the school I went to, yeah, the, the school I went to is a private school in montreal downtown montreal yeah. which is the most known in montreal for fashion design uh but to me i just like you feel like a number you know like they're you're there to follow like a conduct type of thing where it's like same story for everyone and then of course at the end of the program people are taking care of you for you to get creative for real but at the same time i feel like as a starting like student in that domain like there was just like no one to tell me like like, this might not be for you, you know? Like, even if you really like fashion, this might not be the way for you, you know? And I, f I feel like I kind of had to do it on my own at that point. Um, but, yeah, I did, like, a, I did like a full session. Um, and then um, during that session, I, like, started tattooing from home a little bit more. And now I had, like, better guidance, better equipment from, uh, from people that was around me. So I decided to like go at it a little more in practice after school on some friends and stuff. And at one point I was just like thinking of like the outcome of me like going full time as a tattoo artist. And I realized quickly that if I was doing my stuff smartly that I could succeed. And I just like, to me it was like a black or white situation where it's like either I do it or I don't. Cause it's like, you can't half pass it you know and just like not go f fully in it if i could say um uh, but yeah so i finished my session at the end of the session i was just like i told everyone i was like this is the end for me i'm not gonna be in school for a while i really want to be a tattoo artist and please everyone that i know help me we'll make it happen you know and can be more grateful because four years later i'm still on the same path i've still been pushing the same ideas you know and evolving through that so yeah no absolutely but at the same time, you talk about full-time tattoo artists. Yep. You have more goals than being tattoo artists. That's why you're saying that you don't expect tattooing forever. Yep. But let's say right now, got your own clothing brand and tattooing. Yep. What's the middle, you'd say, of like working on both? Because I feel like as a thing, I'm struggling. Like I'm trying to do everything. But if you, it's like somebody who tells you, you ask them what kind of music they like. Or, no, even more precise, I had this uh, ethique et culture religieuse teacher that I asked her, like, okay, but what religion do you believe in? And she was telling me, oh, I believe in everything. And to me, what I got is that I don't believe in nothing. So, mm, okay, I, I could go back on that phrase, but whatever. The thing is that when you start to do more things, I feel like you're not 100% on your own craft. And how do you balance that? Like, Am I about to repeat that question? How do you balance doing multiple yeah. arts or multiple like business aspects doing them at the same time without taking like something taken out of your time of doing whatever else you're doing um it's a good question i feel like it, it's really different for everyone depending on what you're doing what you're mixing in with one another with one another to me um i'd say like they both came in clutch because it's all one and the same at a certain point where um, I'm just going to stop for a second. Um, but yeah, 
because uh, I feel like the people I've been working with for the last couple of years, for the last four years since I've been doing this, I've all been like kind of one supporting what I've been doing and also like feeding what I do the same way I feel like I can feed for them too, depending what their need is, what I can provide. You know, I've been working with a lot of musical artists too. Um, so that helped me just like the same way when I tattoo someone, it's just like I, I'm helping them realize a look or an aesthetic that they're trying to go for. And my job is to bring that to them the best way I can see it for them. You know, it's a custom for them. So uh, same thing with music, with music covers, with stuff like that. Um, yeah, so my point is that brought me to uh, working with Numblon, Nash, a lot of other artists where... Uh, the branding Vampridge started from other people, from Numb, from Wolf. Um, they all had a moment together years ago. And, well, fucking Numb could tell, say it better than me. But, um, yeah, at one point, they just, like, figured, like, they had a per particular sound that they had to push, you know. Um, and with time, like, we started working on stuff together just for visuals because that was always my force and you know they're on the music side of things so and they both go hand in hand so um yeah at one point i was just like started making stuff for 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 them because like we've always been like hanging out together and stuff and it just made sense because there was certain aesthetic and vision that i think we all like agreed on and like understood without even having to like discuss it that much you know it's like that's why i've been working with them they've been working with me too because like it's a an agreement at, at a certain point where it's like we share the same vision um but yeah it all came in like not too long ago i'd say like not even two months ago where um i personally wanted like a pair of jeans with a logo that we made um i'd say a couple months ago um yeah while yeah exactly while uh slime contre le monde uh, jean louis last album right. rest in peace to the brother um which is produced uh mainly by Numblon and engineered by, by him too. Um, basically, we were, me and Num had, hadn't been in touch for a while and uh, we saw each other to like hear mastering and stuff. Um, and yeah, we just decided to spend the whole night in the studio and we came up with like, I think like five or six logos that were like the permanent logo, which we wanted for the branding, which could have been anything, you know, music videos, art covers, maybe clothing at that point. And then last month I took, which is my favorite, personal favorite logo of ours and decided to make these. So, and then it went from me wanting a personal pair of jeans, making shirts for everyone to fucking, fuck it, let's make it a brand. And you know, it, it came in quick. Then we made samples, see how it was going. It went pretty well with the samples. Um, and then super randomly after we went to Paris um, to follow Shab for um, a tribute show for yeah. Jean Lou in Paris. And uh, yeah, so we decided to, to go see how we, you know, go show them how we moved there. And um, we brought some, some merch, we bought some of our stuff. And yeah, like it was great, like to just see how, you know, the continuation of a sound with clothing could go like as fast you know where people you know even in paris fucking even if it just started it's a vision that's understood you know and um yeah so to to, to 
to finally answer your question, I feel like the, um, I don't know, the balance comes by itself because it's like I work all the fucking time already with tattoos and the rest of the time I have, you know, we spend it on Eventbridge. We spend it on either being together, you know, creating music, art in general. So it's just like, I don't know, it's like almost like a lifestyle, you know, just like it was already like part of us, you know, this whole idea of like Vampridge and this whole like aesthetic and sound. So it just like came in clutch for us to like finally have our own fucking clothes and like show what we got, you know, because I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, I don't know. Personally, I've been wanting to have a, a clothing brand for a long time, but I always had like this idea where. You know, you see every brand that has, like, these, like, famous people's name, you know, like, name it Louis Vuitton or, like, Thomas Burberry, you know. It all sounds like, like, you know, it sounds nice. You're buying the name, you know. And to me, it was, like, what can I do for my name to sound this way? And, like, it's always been a big question. So, to me, just, like, doing Vampridge like that uh, and doing it collectively all together f- and that it re- also represents the art of like other people that's not my personal product it's just like i don't know to me it's like it, it came it came easily because it's we're all sharing this vision you know it's not it's not just me trying to put out my stuff if i could say no 100 and the thing that's very interesting you're talking about is about everybody's putting their own vision yeah and one thing with your business in general now that i've studied it too much but a little and I feel like a, a big part, and that's almost the best marketing, ear to ear, like you word to ear, like you, you hear this person did that thing. Is That's a big thing also about sponsoring. Why companies going to sponsor this big name into getting fucking their promotions up. And uh, just like you, like doing the thing like uh, me that really op- opened my eyes that I, you were a, I've been wanting to do a podcast while I'm fucking getting tattooed. Yeah. When I saw you tattoo Pape, yeah. Pedro, Pedro, Pedro 66, yeah. shout out. And um, yo, I, I knew I wanted to do one with you. But then again, like it's a bunch of names that's attached to you right. for the tattoos. Just like you're going to give a bunch of people because you get that. Not- nah, okay. I'm not trying to too much do some writing or whatever, but your notoriety yep. is going to have impact on other people getting tattooed. And vice versa. So the fact that everybody gets to have their own vision, everybody gets to come together with this creates a fucking, not an empire, but something you can grow fucking bigger than this. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about um, music before. Yeah. And uh, you've been, like we were saying, like names in Montreal that pops in people's ear when you hear rap from Montreal. You've been around those names. And uh, how bad do you think, just in general as a culture, People need to help each other with their art to just grow it bigger. Or you feel like everybody gets to do their own separate thing and we all come together at the end. Um, no, I, I feel like um, when I was younger, I had this idea where it was like it was so hard to like meet people and like get to like, you know, you see like as an example, when I was, uh, I don't know, in high school and stuff, I was listening to a lot of uh, 60s music Um there was that one band that was, uh, name is Velvet Underground. Oh, I've heard about it. Yeah, uh, they were very close to Henny Warhol, basically. Uh, he, like, Andy Warhol did, like, the cover, which is kind of famous. It's like a banana. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like a really famous like um, artwork he's done, and it's for them, for Velvet Underground, and um, basically they were all hanging out. You know, like that was the thing in the '60s, and I feel like in every generation where like artists hang out together, create like a community sense, and create like a whole image for the viewers to like interpret the way they want. You know, so community was always like, I don't know, like. A really cool thing and like everybody representing their individuality together you know as a group but not necessarily as an official group doesn't need a name doesn't need anything but it's just like I feel as a viewer you have to see you know if you like someone's aesthetic someone's sound personally I want to know how do they dress you know what's their like, who's their entourage? What's their swag? You know, why are they doing their thing the way they're doing? You know? And I feel like all these things is all, like, key to, like, understand someone's, like, persona, if I could say, in the art world. No, I feel you 100% on that. I, I feel like I said 100% at least 100 times. But uh, changing <laughs> changing the subject. Yeah. We're going back. You said, you said uh, quickly you were doing music at some point. Yeah. Do you still do sometimes? Not really, no. Not really. Um, I was playing a lot of instruments when I was uh, a teenager slash young adult. But um, Instruments like what? Um, well, I started by playing drums when I was like 12. Then a couple years after, I went on to guitar, then keys, then bass, and just like went on. And I had a group of friends that basically did the same thing as me, so we all switched instruments and like just like explore sounds and stuff. Yep. So yeah, um, but no, recently I haven't been doing music like that. I've been surrounded by musicians mostly, but I uh, feel like that's where, that's where I get a lot of inspiration from. Like that's always been like something I've been creating with music. Um, I've seen my mom create with music like all my life, like painting while listening to like certain music and stuff. So what would she listen to? Oh my God. Um, a lot of Bjork, okay. a lot of Bjork, and the, the the list is like endless. But a lot of Bjork, uh, like in those like early two thousand <laughs> days, I remember hearing like some Evanescence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of French music, cause my mom's French. Um, from France. Yeah, from France. Um, there's like the. There's this movie that I that it's like my mom's favorite movie. It's called Amélie Poulain, yeah, and like the soundtrack is just like out of this world, honestly. I was in Paris like recently, um, and I decided to listen to it, and just like felt like unreal, honestly, you know. Um, but yeah, so no, I haven't been doing music like that, but I've been trying to get back at it. Uh, might start sampling with some friends of mine. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I definitely want to start playing, like, instruments again, and, like, just get back at it, and just, like, I don't know, finally be able to, like, collab with artists I've been respecting and working with for years, you know, but in different manners, so now it's just like, a matter of time until we, like, make something happen with that, you know. And, uh, when you were making music, was your name also Petit Bum as a musician? I wouldn't say as a musician, but it definitely was like my my nickname. 
yeah, back yeah. then too. Yeah. Like, let's say your music would be on Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Would the artist's name be Petsy Bum, or it would have been something different? I guess it would have been something different. I don't know where I would be at this point um, in my musical career because I had bands basically, so it wasn't like a personal thing. It was like it was like a band image thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think it would be Pitts Bum. Maybe. But it definitely wouldn't be my name. That's for sure. It wouldn't yeah, be my okay. name. But I don't know. Vanbridge Bum. Vanbridge Bum, yeah. <laughs> What's the story behind Pitsy Bum? If I remember properly, it, it was in high school. Um, I, like, started smoking cigarettes very early in my life. Um... But then I stopped, then I started again, like, later, like, a, a good kid. But, um, yeah, I started smoking in, like, I don't know, first first grade of, like, high school. And I feel like that's where it came from. And from how I was, like, dressing also, people would just say, like, hey, it's bum, it's bum. There was also this clip that was circulating on internet of, like, an old lady being really pissed at the courthouse. And she explains the story uh, about how, like, some kids ran into her car with their car. And she ends by saying, And she's really pissed off. And to me, that was just, like, iconic. And I feel like it's, you know, is, like, a mix. To me, it's, like, it sounds innocent, but it kind of sounds, has a bad connotation. Kind of because of... Because of... makes it innocent a little bit. Makes it childish a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The bum part, like, I still say some people are, like, total bums, you know? But yeah, it's, yeah. like, you know, it has, like, different different meaning for different people. A lot of Anglophones think that they talk about, like, an ass, like, bum as ass, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah, but to me, it was just, like, why I like that name so much. Just because I do be kind of bummy sometimes, but at the same time, I carry myself differently, so... It's bits bum just makes sense to me where it's like it's a balance, you know, <clears throat> especially for tattooing, you know, like you don't necessarily want to have the tattoo of a bum. But at the same time, it's like that's the style, you know, and I feel like I've with time, like without necessarily wanting to, I like kind of branded it at some point where it's like anyone could be a pits bum, I think, you know, 100%. It would be crazy, uh, let's say you start producing or whatever, and your fucking um, producer tag would be the, a sample of the video which says, sont où les petits bums? Whatever. <laughs> just that an idea I just had. I had a quick to clarify. Right now, I was just taking a sip of beer, and uh, there's a lot of thing about alcohol and tattoos, where some tattoo artist is going to tell you, like, no, has have no alcohol in your blood when you're getting tattooed. Some are going to say it's a myth. Some are going to say, what's your take on this? Uh, my take is that you need to be really responsible when you're coming to get tattooed um, with how you're feeling, how you're rested, how... I took a little break. Get, we back at it. Big question. It's not that big. What's the most fucked up story you had? You yeah, you probably had a lot. <laughs> most fucked up story you had of somebody getting tattooed by you. And by fucked up, fucked up can mean anything you make it. 
Um, I wouldn't say the most fucked up getting tattooed by me because I don't think I bring fucked up experiences to people. Oh, but can't can uh, people bring fucked up experience to you? Oh, yes, they do. That's what I'm trying to know. Um, well, fuck, man. It's a good question. I feel like when I was starting, that's when it was like the most messy. Definitely. Like the first, first tattoo. Um, fuck, man. I remember like that one's pretty bad. Um, my friend <laughs> wanted... Um, it was like back in those that little peep days, if I could say. Um, he wanted to get the same love tattoo he had on his belly. Twenty eighteen. Uh, oh man, good question. Fuck, it was. When did he die? He died around twenty eighteen. Twenty twenty, I think. No, 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 no. no, 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 no twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. I was in Tijap when he died. I know my ex bitch was up around that time. <laughs> 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 Shout out to her. Um, so yeah, basically my friend wanted the same tattoo as Lil Pete with love on his belly and me, good guy I am, said yes. Um, because he was really convinced. He was like, that's what I want. And till to this day, man loves the memory, <laughs> if I could say. Um, basically I uh, was in a room with like way too much people, like 20 plus people. And I uh, was tattooing him on a chair like this, but I had to tattoo his belly. Um, uh, hand poke too. And it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't great because he was, um, he's like an asthmatic and would like take like every five to 10 minutes, like a break to go smoke and shit. But it's like, he was having like an asthmatic reaction <laughs> at the same time. So it was just like a great mess. If not, I'd say like the one thing that's like the most dramatic is just like, I've had experiences where people like really overshare uh without me you know opening the door or me knowing them like that which yeah. i understand it's fine because like it's it's a place of trust it's a safe space yeah, too it's like it's, a, it's normal taxi, taxi driver type shit it's just like yeah i'm gonna just open my heart to this guy right now but mixed with like your doctor for some reason <laughs> and um but yeah like it's not bad it's just like sometimes just surprising where you get to like where people like let you know them you know get get to the, those places where you can know them deeply, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. could say, but it's all good, you know, it's part of the job, but yeah, sometimes it, I've had, I had a couple of times that were wild. <laughs> you, you, like, low-key a therapist when you were tattooed. Yeah, kind of. That's what I feel like sometimes. I've had, I've had, a, like, a shout-out to my man Alejandro, who did uh, two or three of my tattoos. Uh, Yeah, that was my therapist, like, my man been through nice. shit, like, yeah, it's a good place to, like, open up, and, like, I feel like for a lot of people I've seen, it's kind of, it helps you, like, get through certain stuff, like, I, even myself, like, I, I've got moments where I got tattooed where I was, like, trying to go through something or just, like, had this idea, you know, it's, uh, that, that's one really great thing to me where it's, like, it doesn't mean the same thing for everyone, it's really different for everyone, and everyone has their space to, like, have their own experience with it, as much as it could be, like, nothing for them to get tattooed, as much as it could be really significant, you know, so to me, it's, like, I respect both, it's been both for me, too, um, so, yeah, you definitely have to have, like, that kind of space and open the door for people to, like, I don't know, I feel like it's from the jump, you know, just like from seeing someone's Instagram, their work and like, you know, it's uh, it goes quickly. It's like, OK, I can trust them. Let me book, you know, let me text them. And it's like you come here and like you've already made the choice to trust me. Right. So 
it's kind of a responsibility I have where it's like I have to treat those people, you know, with respect the same way they come to me with respect and like, you know, authenticity for liking my work. So, yeah. yeah I feel that. And when you say people come here to trust you, have you ever like not just a little scratch on this? I like fuck up somebody's tattoo like, or you just that guy who just bit about your business. Um, no, no, I, no, I wouldn't say that. I don't think I've ever had those kind of cases. I think what would be the most similar to that would be people that just have issues with their skin sometimes and that have like more difficult skin to tackle, uh, which I don't know to me, it's like anyone, you know, there's not like, there's no limits to tattoos where it's like if you are really about this shit like you're gonna figure it out for anyone and any type of skin you know where it's like anyone anyone that has a need you know that has like a certain like need for for their own like i think you have to respect it and be able to like have a solution you know um because no one's the same you know and it's not not everyone has like the same ability to get tattooed easily um so yeah no i i don't think i've i've fucked up anyone like that work with pitsy pitsy bum you safe i just remembered yeah gotta be gotta be i just remember what we were talking about before we cut alcohol and tattoos a lot of myths not necessarily myths a lot of different thing like some people say like oh you can't have no alcohol in your blood some people say it's a fucking myth just we don't want fucking drunk people while we're tattooing them what's your take on this whole thing well to me it's it's a mix of both while technically you shouldn't be drinking while you're getting tattooed i'm you know after hours having a beer or two is not gonna hurt you but i would definitely not recommend to anyone um getting like super drunk getting tattooed before during or after uh because they all have consequences where you know you gotta it's it's an open wound basically you gotta treat it like a like a bobo you gotta be careful with it you gotta take care of yourself you know before during and after so it it is not a myth it does affect your bloodstream and makes it thinner uh it's gonna make you bleed more in gen most cases uh Some people, it doesn't work like that, gladly for them. But um, in most cases, you shouldn't drink. Um, you know, everything done in moderation is, is nice. But, you know, you, you got to be safe and, like, treat it, you know, like a process where it's, like, if you're not prepared for it, you know, your experience while getting it might differ the same way, you know, for your tattoo artist, you got to make it as easy as possible for them to tattoo you. You know, if you're coming in and you're fucked up or you haven't slept for four days and, you know, been up doing whatever, you know, like at this point, it's like, it's not in my business, but it becomes my business. Because if you come yeah, here you and I got, you got to deal with the skin, not just that, you know, you got to have patience when you're getting tattooed. You got to be compliant. You got to like, you know, we have to like do this together. And if like, I'm not having an easy time to do this with you, then, you know, it's hard for me. Uh, and at the end of the day, if it, if those situations come to me and it makes it harder for me, it's going to make it harder for your tattoo to be as best as possible. And my only goal is to make a tattoo in the best way I can, you know? So, yeah, I feel like it's just a responsibility for the client to, like, know themselves, do what they have to do, but also respect 
my bad to respect the work respect the artist and just like respect themselves because at the end of the day you're the one that's gonna have to live with your tattoo and if you drink a lot that your tattoo fucking bleeds until it falls out you know then that's your own choice and consequences you know it's on you um but no yeah i wouldn't recommend to anyone coming and having like you know a couple drinks before like you know but I'd be surprised if you would have never tattooed somebody's shit face drunk. Um, well, today is not a good example because I'm having a beer. No, 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 I'm not talking about you. But I'm not talking about like no, the, the person. Get I know, but personally, I, I'm not a big drinker. So I, I don't really like not surround myself with people that drink like that. So it's like not really a problem. Um, but yeah, it definitely has happened when I was starting, when I was like 17, 18, where it was like, okay, let's get shit face and tattoo, you know, but that's a moment that's like a, a certain spirit. And when you're considering to do stuff professionally, you really have to be on point with those kind of things. Cause to me, it's like, you know, it's like, you got to treat it with the most respect, you know, it's something that you have for life. It's something that you, you know, you're going to have to like live with forever that it's not an easy choice, you know? And it's, like, it's okay for it to be taken lightly, but personally, as much as, like, I understand that, I don't take it lightly because it's my job, and it's my job for me to inform people properly for them to, like, know how to get tattoos, you know? How to get it done in a way that maybe it's just a moment, maybe it's just, like, what you like at this moment, but still make the best out of it for you to, like, be happy for the rest of your life with it, you know? There's not a lot of things that are permanent in life, and tattoos is one of them, and I think, like, it deserves respect just because of that, you know? And, uh, talk about respect. You were talking about, like, the other guy who was trying to get his uh, little peep tattoo, and you were like, like, a good guy. I said yes. At what point do you see somebody come with, like, a... An idea that you're just like, bro, that shit's whack, bro. You're going to be living with you. Uh, what's the balance of like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, uh, you, you do whatever. Or you're just like, yeah, it's fucking whack. Well, I don't know. Today, I kind of had this experience. Um, there's someone I... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Not with you. Not with you, brother. Not with you. I, I have... And it's just like, it's an example between like others and it's not my first time getting those but someone texting me being like oh man like this girl really wants my name tattooed on their ass like please do it and i just like left them on red because it's like why why the fuck would i do that don't ever fucking do that shit you you goofy as hell it's just like i i understand the 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 tattoo being a joke in some kind of ways like i have some tattoos that are completely stupid that i didn't think of that i just got like even like even on my face like this tattoo i was honestly shit face and um and it's unfortunate because it's on my fucking face but uh, you regret it though just to say in that situation you know just me being like oh my god i want to face that you know knowing the circumstance the artist could have been like are you sure about this? You know, is this a good idea? The same way, you know, the person that texted me today, I was like, well, sorry, but no, you know, like not today. Um, just like, I don't know, like at, at a certain point, it's like, it's not my choice. It's like, it's for them, but I also have the responsibility of like not wanting to carry myself like that, where it's like, 
I'm not the the guy that like will tattoo your butt because it's funny, you know. Like I take this seriously, and it's like I've done I've done like one tattoo, which is like a good example of like an in between. I've tattooed like tatouage, like just like tattoo on someone, and to me that was kind of funny, you know. Like it's completely off white. Be like, all right, be Virgil. Yeah, type type shit, <laughs> type shit, but. To me, it was it was funny, you know. It has some humor in it, and it's not that stupid that it's like, you know, it's like you don't necessarily want to get like anyone's name tattooed randomly like that, especially not if you're approaching me saying it's some chick, whatever. Like it's not the way to go about it. <laughs> Is there any way, like, let's say, you don't necessarily, you know, your your shit about tattoos. You feel like this that ah. Uh, like, you know where the person's trying to get at, but it's not necessarily what's the best. Do you, like, have a talk with them and just be like, I get it, but have you thought about if we did it that way? Or like, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's consultation. There's always, like, a big part of, like, the way I do things is that um, I figured out with time from working, like, different shops, different, like, places and experiences that you have to to give your your clients some freedom for them to understand you and just you know for both sides to like express themselves and understand them like each other at a at an equal point uh i feel like sometimes if you just like get into someone's studio and you're like yeah i want this especially for custom work you know it's like oh i would like this done uh but it's like it's like the artist might have this vision you might have this vision and for me it's like you don't want confusion, you know? You don't want to, like, get into something that you're, like, not sure about. So there's always, like, I always leave time before the appointment for, like, um, just discussion, you know, to, like, see what's their vision, what's my vision of how they approach me with their idea. And, yeah, I always, like, give my, you know, my 100 truths, if I could say, like, where it's, like, if we're talking about, like, just for an example, someone coming to me and they want, like, they don't have any tattoos on their arms, you know, whatever. They they have a couple here and there, but they want their face tatted, their neck tattooed, or, like, their hand tattooed. I'll definitely, like, have that talk with them and explain to them why it's not necessarily the best choice for them, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, it's their choice, but it's still, like... As a person that has experience with tattoos, that has tattooed a lot of people and know how you grow with tattoos, um, same thing. It's my responsibility to inform people and tell them how, you know, how it's done and how to be smart about their choices, you know. And the same way goes for, like, placement and stuff, you know. Like, you might want it super big and, like, to take, like, all this space, but maybe it's not the best choice for you. Maybe there's, like, things that you can consider. Will you want, like, another piece beside it? Will you want to continue this part of your arm or name it, you know? It, it, nonetheless, anywhere on the body is the same principle, you know? What are you going to try to do after? Are you trying to do something after? Do you want this to be the main thing? Do you want this to be, you know? There's always ways to go and prepare without knowing what you're going to do next, you know? And I feel like that's part of my job, too, to just, like, you know, let people know how it's done and how it, how they can, like, evolve to their own tattoo journey, which doesn't have to be my own experience at all, you know? But it's, like, I'm here to, like, help and see what they like and what I know about what they like, right? So, yeah. 100%. I get that. Yeah, I have a quick question. So, when you're mythic, the comment did the tattooage, Like, maybe speak a bit about that. 
Um, yeah, good question, too. I, um, By the way, yeah, Simon, the time is good, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, well, I there's definitely like I like both sides of, of that, which where it's like, um, how to say, um, I respect in a certain way where. Um, it took me some time actually when I was starting there was like this mentality I had where it's like fuck being traditional fuck the norm you know uh, I was doing hand poke I was like that's the fucking punk way of doing things and that's the way yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. it you know okay. DIY the same way I've been doing my shit since forever and like I wanted to learn from home by myself and like yeah. learn on top of shit and just like DIY all the way you know um, and when I got into the tattoo scene a little more and i started learning um earlier you were asking me if there was like one person that i could have named as a mentor there's definitely like one guy uh his name is carl ski tattoo fucking shout out shout out to the man uh when i when i um when i started being around him uh when i was starting to tattoo he told me a lot about like you know the respect of it if i could say and how it's like the etiquette you know and um how you know to each their own but at the same time it's like there's you have to earn tattoos in a certain way where it's like as a tattoo artist i'm the one to tell you that you shouldn't be the goof that gets his fucking neck tattooed like up to here and like or their face tattooed in first place just to fucking show you how dedicated you are because you're not basically you're not you're just trying to skip steps no. do that it's yeah, like why would you get something in your face why would you get something in your hands if you don't even know what's the experience elsewhere if you yeah. don't know how it is to have not one tattoo two tattoos like a bunch of them see how your body evolves you know like yeah. and yeah I, I feel like it just like it, it has to make sense and it has to like make sense when you I look you know exactly like it needs needs to be coherent and like you yeah. said like it needs to like have a flow even if it's still evolving there's ways for tattoos to you know even if it's not where you're at yet like you're still you see the evolution you see how you're choosing to do stuff and i feel like everyone has their own like principle while doing that but and to each your own that that's what i love about it but i feel like like you have to understand your own body how it works for you before fucking skipping steps and being like i'm committing to this i'm fucking like even for me to have face tattoos like i was really young to get them you know like i'm i'm still young like i'm not i'm not 25 yet uh but i've got those when i was like in my you know early 20s and shit and it's like they're big choices and a lot of people tell me yeah it makes sense for you you're a tattoo artist of course it does but at the same time it's like do I deserve them yet? Honestly, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I should. I should have way more. You know, I, sh I should have way more. Uh, but you know, it's just like it, it makes sense to who sees. You know, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then after this, I was like, okay, well, I'll do the whole sleeve. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, I started 
an untraditional way that people like I feel like yep. actual tattoo artists they would be like yo like, you shouldn't do that pocket. yeah Well, it, it's a, it's okay. Of course. To, to me, it's like, it's there's no right or wrong, you know? You do things the way you want, and at the end of the day, it's your body, you know? So you decide, and... Uh, but at the same time, it's like, if I can say something good about this, is that they're really subtle, too, you know? I haven't, like, I noticed them with time, but at the same time, it's like, you didn't come in and it was like, oh, my God, like, I... You know, like... What the fuck is this? It's not the first thing that's catching my eye, you know? So it's like there's always a way of doing things and, you know, making things make sense with yourself, you know? But it, to me, it's like I'm talking about it in like a more extreme way where it's like... No, that's okay. And especially, that's the thing. It's because why... <laughs> I feel like why a lot of traditional artists get mad about that, if I could say, is because there's going to be those artists which know how to tattoo that don't necessarily follow those conducts. And they'll get like those traditional pieces that take space that are fucking colorful, like flamboyant that you're going to see, you know, exactly. And then when you come to traditional artists that actually follow those codes of conduct, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? You know, like who did this to you? You know, like, you know, like even just like an example, I have this tattoo, which is my third tattoo, if I'm not mistaken. And it's facing the exterior of my arm, which is not right. It should be facing the interior of my exactly. arm. And this is not the right way. Yeah. What is it? What's on top of it's your a, hand? It's a mouth. No, it's okay. It's <laughs> he, he asked what's on. He asked what's on. Okay, okay. But that's what you were asking for? On top of his hands? Uh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Just the. the yeah, I was just uh, the, the whole image. Yeah. But yeah, but just to say, like. Even like this, I got it, and I went to see the artist. I was like, I wanted this way, slap this shit on my arm, and he did it, you know, uh, which was fine. He did his job, but then when I came to other artists, and shout out Karlski once again, because he's the one that told me. He looked at this tattoo, and he was like, brother. <laughs> the, my brother in Christ, this is wrong, you know? This is not right. So, um so he's like, yeah, it's facing wrong way, you know? And, you know, so there's, you can always do things for yourself, but you got to understand these rules, if I could say, these um, unwritten rules by traditional artists were made in um, a logic way because the body does move toward the inside, you know? So it's important for things to follow the flow of your structure and your own structure. That's why, like, I, I tell a lot of my clients that um, when we're oh, picking, my bad, my bad. Oh, all good, all good. Well, yeah, we good, we good. We Gucci. Yeah. Um, I tell a lot of my clients um, when choosing a size, um, I always like print out an array of like size and stuff just for like us to see uh, what fits. What. <laughs> Don't go away, man. Uh, <laughs> Don't make hear you, man. Uh, yeah, so I always tell my clients, uh, we'll see together with the sizes what fits best for you, you know, and not just like for the design, but for you because everybody's made differently. Everybody has, you know, the different physiognomy. So you have to follow that. You really have to like respect that because at the end of the day, like I was saying, uh, all these unwritten rules are made to follow the body to make like 
for it to make sense with the human body and structure. However, however, um, not however, but with whoever you're working with, you know, who, whatever the size, you know, lengthwise, like widthwise of your client, it's it's still gonna be the same, you know. You can adapt to anyone and anything, you know. And I feel like there's always this like perfect option where you can find, you know, in between you and your client for you to have the best result. No, I feel that. And when you're talking about you having the best result and the client having his best result, me personally, how I feel like somebody should approach a tattoo artist is you you know what you want, but you're still open-minded because you understand that the person that tattoos you is the professional, is the person that knows more about it. So being open-minded about like respecting their art at the same time of knowing what the fuck you want. That's how I see it. I don't know how you see it. Yeah, it's a mix of both. It's a mix of both. I feel like, well, personally, as an artist, and especially in tattoo, I feel like um, there's like a strain in having the ability to like really understand what your client wants while still respecting what you want to do. I also think I'm lucky that um, a lot of my clientele comes to me with like um, almost like this carte blanche aspect of my work where it's like I have this idea do what you want you know I've had some people come to me and be like I want to get this pod tattooed do what you want and um yeah so uh, just repeat your question I'm not sure I'm like basically it wasn't a question really it's just my statement how I said that as a tattoo the balance between the tattoo artist and the client should be that you come unless it's really like you don't know what the fuck you want but you trust the artist But usually you come with, you know what you want. Yeah. But at the same time, you should be open-minded enough to understand that this person is an artist. Yeah. It's not just a fucking robot. Yeah. But there's one thing that I have to mention. And I feel like a lot of people, um, there's a lot of mystery, you know, and like tattooing, like people just like want to get tattooed, but they don't know shit about it, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I feel like sometimes it, not that it makes it difficult, but that it's, like, confusing for clients to, like, know sometimes because no one works the same, you know? Uh, but I feel like as an artist also, that's, like, a responsibility we have to, like, inform them, you know, and understanding how to get tattoos, how the process is done, you know? Um, but, yeah, no, it's definitely, like, it can definitely be confusing, especially when you're starting, you know, like, how to, like, deal with stuff, but... You know, the same way every client is different, the same way every artist is different, you know? So it's just like, I think it's like a lot of collaboration at one point where it's like, me personally, I really want to work with my client and not just like do something for them. Because at the end of the day, the product is not for me. It's for them. It's for them to keep fucking forever, you know? It's all them. It's like communication is key. Yeah, 100%. No, for sure, for sure. And no, yeah, and it, it can be a you know stressful situation for people to get tattooed. You know, it's not necessarily always easy. So, um, yeah, no, I feel like you, as an artist, as a tattoo artist, you have a lot of responsibility toward your client and toward their comfort. You know, because at the end of the day, of course, you want your experience to be good, but you're there for them, you know? It's like a customized, personalized experience for them and not for you, you know? 100%.
for the hundredth time. A hundred. One thing I was looking at while you were talking, I was still listening to you. Water sign. I will shine until I die. So you Pisces, Scorpio, or Cancer? Hey, yo. Yo. Huh? He Cancer gang, he said. Um, um, like any good fucking Scorpio. I have a Scorpio tattoo that fucking Yo, says it right there. Like every Scorpio got a Scorpio. Yo, I swear, fucking Fedor. Fedor? Does he have more than one? Oh, I have more than one. <laughs> is that so? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. And, uh, you really into like astrology like that? You really into astrology like that, or is just like fuck it? I'm gonna put this uh, shit for the hoes. Well, yes and no. Um, there's definitely like some stuff I believe in, and like certain patterns and people that you see that it's like okay, that's like kind of. Goodbye. You you see it in certain signs that like you know. They act or react a certain way, but at the end of the day, you know, I feel like everyone has the fucking power to like change themselves and how they carry themselves, you know. So it doesn't really matter to a point, but at the same time, it does. It's like it's like anything, you know. If you believe in it, you do. If you don't, you don't. You know. Do you think there's any correlation between somebody like astrology and tattoos? Whether what kind of tattoos they they're gonna get. How, when? Do you think there's any correlation or not nah, at all? Absolutely not. Period. That's that's it. Period that's with it. Tea, <laughs> Period with a T. Talk about tea. We don't spill our tea. We about to come with a conclusion to this. Let's say any aspiring tattoo artist that's watching this. And with mistakes you've done in the past, shit, you wish you could go back and kind of change the way you, you move. What advice would you tell that person? Um, there's like, it's a mix of a couple of things. Like, don't trust yourself too much because you can fuck up. Uh, but same time, fucking trust yourself and push yourself because that's how you learn. Um... I would say treat people kindly uh, because that's a big part of the job where it's like you're without wanting it. And that doesn't mean that it has to be your fucking your job, but you're a caretaker, you know, because people come to you wanting something that they're going to carry on for the rest of their life. So I feel like that responsibility, you know, speaks for itself where it's like, you know, take care of people. Be nice. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think ego has to do with tattooing? Because, like, Ooh. As a person, I do graph. Yeah. Ego plays a big role in this shit. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I have... Um, well, to me, there's, like, two ways of answering that question. First... Um, I discovered really early on that just just like the fucking graph game, the tattoo game is fucked up, and people talk a lot and love to talk and blah 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 drama drama drama. But it's so fucking useless because at the end of the day, you're trying to make people happy with your art, and you 
have to fucking make sure that your shit is on point, you know, and do your best uh, to make sure it's on point. So it's like, personally, I have no fucking interest in being like around people that do that and like talk shit. So I feel like early on in my career, I decided not to be around, you know, just like the tattoo game, if I could say. Uh, but I still am, you know, I still am because like I support a lot of people. There's a lot of people which I admire their work around me and stuff. Uh, but I feel like it does it by itself, you know, like if you keep pushing, you do what you have to do and show what you got. Like people are still going to respect you and stuff. It's just like I've never felt the need to be like included in like, you know, like clicks or stuff like that, you know. I'm in I'm in my own lane exactly like I'm in my own wave I don't I don't need to I don't need any I feel like I've never needed anyone in the tag game to confer certified you know because like I did that on my own I guess you know in other manners 100% yeah but if there's one my second answer to your question is that um to me, there's something really honest about tattooing, which is like, what are you going to put you, yourself, little human, on your body to show people? And it doesn't mean that it, it is to show people, but what are you going to do to like express yourself on your body forever? You know. So to me, it's like, it, it is kind of an ego thing at one point, but at the same time, to me, it's not because it's like, tattooing for me was like one thing that really helped me through like my own confidence and like understand how to fucking live with myself type of thing so and i feel like it is for a lot of people too um so i feel like that's not very egoistic but it can be at the same time because it gets you know like aesthetic things get the people's head either being clothes fucking pursing jewelry fucking tattoos it's all it What's the link between the tags, the no, pursing, and the tattoo? It's like, it was a tattoo shop on Sherbrooke. Where, like, my homie tagged that shit. And he was like, he came to his house. Like, like, shit is wild. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like ego is kind of, like, overrated. Like, well, like, well, it's the, the thing about tattoo is that as much as, like, a lot of people can be doing the same style and shit, like, it's a competition without being one you know it's a contest but it's not because you don't have to fucking like people are gonna choose you for you at the end of the day you know so it's like it's the speed that comes with it it's yeah now yeah now it's definitely like i feel like for a long time was like who's skilled enough who fucking tattoos just at all because it wasn't uh, as accessible as it is now uh, but now, like, especially with, like, the platforms, online platforms and stuff, it's it's easier for people to see how you carry yourself, what's your personality, how you treat people. So it's like you're going to choose nonetheless toward that, you know, because you have more options to see what you're going to get. You know, it's not just like someone that knows someone or like take this phone number and call them. They tattoo, you know, like. I remember when I got my first tattoo was it wasn't like that really, but kind of where it's like fuck, I live in this bullshit ass no, no, town, and it's like what are my options? Oh, there's one tattoo shop. Let me go there. Shout out to fucking Saitustash. Uh, but yeah, so you you go with the options you have. So yeah, that's what I did. But yeah, 
Yo, that was a talk with Petsy Petsy Bum. Petsy Petsy Bum, Petsy Bum. Both. Fuck it. That was a talk with a tattoo artist. I hope you fuck with it. A talk with Sam. We coming through with it. Take care. Be kind. Peace out. Slap.